Dialogic Disciple is an invitation to explore discipleship in dialogue with the world as disciples of the Word. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dialogic Disciple podcast. My name is James Johnson and I'm here with my co-host Nick Houston. Nick Houston. Here Nick, I am. We have uh we've been uh MIA for a little bit. Yeah, we had to take a break, you know. We had, we had some vacation to attend to yeah, and indeed. VBS. Yep. Other stuff going on at the church. Yeah, it just got summertime. Finding a time. It got summertime. crazy. Um but we're back. It's good to it's good to see your face again. I mean I see you all the yeah. time, but it's good to be back on the podcast. Back on the podcast. And I got to do something cool over the last couple of weeks. All right, well talk to us about that. You know, they don't put me in front of the church very often, but I got to do the offertory prayer in church. Hey, how did that go? I thought it went well. Yeah. I got to say, I was pretty nervous about doing it. Really? Why? I don't, they never put me up there. <laughs> Have you never done that before? I am. Mm-mm. You've been up there for something before. Uh, Not a worship service. Really? I guess I've no. never really seen you up there before. The only time I have been in front of everybody years ago, we did that little variety show for Gil's retirement party. Right, right. I was on stage for that. Um. That's really it. I usually, I like to hang out in the background. Yeah. I'm kind of the well, Wizard of Oz. Well done. Hey, <laughs> you're the wizard <laughs> behind the curtain. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Well, Nick, I don't know if you've been watching the news recently, but... Uh, we are being visited by aliens more and more and more. It seems like. Are you been? Have you been uh, watching this um, this uh, news on the the what was it? The Senate or the House of Representatives? I don't know. Congress asked the Pentagon to uh, write a report about all the alien sightings and stuff like that that's been happening. Well, now UFOs. Right, UFOs. They have a new word for it, UABs or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. It is. It just depends on what level of conspiracy theorist you want to be. Yeah. You know, I've caught a few specials too, as the Air Force is slowly like declassified more and more. Uh, you know, some people think they're warming us up, so we're not too surprised. I know. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, and uh, you've got these videos that have been coming out, uh, and for the first time ever, they've been confirmed right by the Pentagon. This is what's made it different, I think, from. From stuff growing up, I remember, uh, you know, those UFO shows would come on, like Fox, or they'd come mm-hmm. on NBC every once in a while. You'd see the alien autopsy or something like that. Right. And uh, and then you'd see, you know, from time to time, you'd see people will talk about UFOs and, and uh, maybe being abducted by aliens or something like that. And, of course, you know, we've always had, uh, we've had a ton of movies about aliens, you know, invading, you know, mm-hmm. invading us or whatever. But this this seems different to me in the sense that um, these videos that have been released are from the military, and they've been confirmed legit from the Pentagon. Like, the government's actually... This is not like Bigfoot sightings where people right, are out faking yeah. Bigfoot. It, it would be the same. But I think I mean, that'd be the same thing. It'd be like uh, if the United States government came out and said, we saw Bigfoot, and here's a video, and we confirm this is real. I mean, maybe the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is real, and... This is just hydrotechnology or something. This is well, and that's that's something to say. They they're not saying 
they're not saying that these are aliens, right? They're saying, right. we don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not us. That's that's all they're saying. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, right, right. But, I mean, I don't know who about knows? that. Yeah, who knows? Who knows, right? So, we, uh, for our Faith in Film, in, in the month of June, we've been doing um, um, aliens and Jesus, basically. Uh, what do we call it now? We call it aliens and uh, a visitor from another world. Mm-hmm. And so, we're looking at movies like E.T. and Contact and and uh district nine and stuff like that and talking about um what it would mean for our faith if aliens are real if 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 et were to show up tomorrow and and drop down here or close encounters of the third kind kind of thing going on and walked off the ship what what would that mean what would it mean for us if we found intelligent life or really life at all uh outside this planet have you ever thought about that before? I mean, does that how 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 much have you thought about I aliens say, and UFOs in your life? Nick? I thought about it in a theoretical kind of way. You know, I'm a Star Trek fan, right? Yes, I grew up. You know, I guess I found Star Trek about eight or nine years old, and I just thought the next generation <laughs> was the coolest Star thing. Trek. It's like you found coolest Jesus. thing ever. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, Next Generation or original or Next Generation? Next Generation. Yeah. Did you ever get into the original series? Mm-mm. I have fired up some episodes as an adult just because, you know, that started it all, but um, I did not stick with it in the same way. There's some really good ones. Uh, I started off with the original. My mom was a big original Star Trek fan. Oh, yeah. And uh, she actually didn't like Next Generation at first for mm-hmm. a while because it wasn't it's the original a different, It's a different uh, approach to, yeah. Yeah, and it took a little bit for the Next Generation to get up to speed. I mm-hmm. mean, those first that first season was terrible. Uh, well, you know, after TNG, then we got Deep Space Nine and Voyager, yeah. and I was all in on those. I never really got into either one of those. Really? Yeah, well, a little bit, but I mean, I watched them, but I didn't, I was not as big of, big of as big of a fan, I guess. But so you, you've, you watched, you grew up with Next Generation, grew up with Star Trek, so you've thought about extraterrestrial life yeah, so before. it is interesting and you know there's a lot of um i feel like star trek brings that conversation up a lot about you know is there a god what is god yeah what are just you know we, star trek's kind of approach was we can explain everything through science right right you know and so we just don't understand the technology yet so you have characters in star trek that are godlike, uh and that you know, maybe you could point back to it and say, anytime, anytime humanity's thought there was a god, it might have been one of these, one of these uh, aliens, one of these mm-hmm. life forms that are actually uh, being that godlike character. Um, that's co- that comes up, I think, in the original series as well as in the Next Generation. But um, this whole idea that it can be explained by pointing at another life form is is yep. is something that Star Trek does a lot of. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Q. Q. Q's the number one, right? Yeah. The number one culprit. All powerful, mess with everything. That's interesting to think about, though, because Q is is a fascinating uh, character uh, in that sense. Like, they're not, they don't like the creators of the universe, but they're just involved, right? Creators, but just their their whole deal was that they did not exist in our dimension. Did you ever see Star Trek V? Undiscovered Country. Undiscovered. Is it Undiscovered Country or the Final Frontier? I can't remember. It's the one where they go to meet God. 
at the yeah, center at the of the center of the universe. Yeah. And Captain Kirk's like, "What does God need with a starship?" Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of that's the kind of way in which Star Trek yeah. dealt with uh, the issue of God. But what um, what do you think? What would what would this what would it mean for us to know that there is life? on other planets even if we don't even if we're not being visited by it right now we'll see so with all my star trek watching my mom would say well you know if there really was life out there i feel like we would have been informed what do you mean like i think that um her approach was it would be in the bible if we needed oh, to know about it <laughs> okay all right i mean that makes sense you know um i don't know how's the does it does it change the whole well you know yeah. our understanding of salvation and I think it would God's plan for humanity I think it would rock uh the foundation of human um understanding just in general right so the, there would be a, a massive shift in most people's understanding of where we belong in the universe and what our place in the universe is as a race as a as a as a intelligent life as self-aware beings whatever you want to say um then then as people of faith it takes another step in that direction as well so you know you see you you see a lot of people a lot of people say we there has to be life on other planets there's so much out there uh when you start doing the numbers right you start thinking about the fact that there's a hundred million stars 200 million stars whatever here uh in our in our galaxy alone and then there's 400 million galaxies out there or whatever so we're talking about planet upon planet upon planet probably out there they can sustain life and that life has to has to have evolved or, or shown up or just as a matter of probability. Just game. as a matter of probability, right? But I mean then you have the conversation about all the probabilities that had to fall into place for us to be able to exist. That's, yeah, that's on thing. this planet in this solar system, like Yeah. For life is, for life to be the the way that we understand it, like everything has to be pretty much exactly the way it is. Well, and that's fair could life exist in some other way yeah where everything's not perfect like it is here right well that's what we're trying to figure out right so they they think there might be life even within our own solar system you know they they keep looking at mars that we, we're punching into mars now hey, we're going to mars. water into mars and uh there's apparently uh there's uh Couple moons that are orbiting Jupiter or Saturn that that might sustain yeah, or support talking about those life. Too. Yeah. yeah. But what really fascinates me, I think, and and the real problem or the real question is, what happens if there's intelligent life out there, other well, other life that is self-aware. Do they have a relationship with God? You know, obviously, if we believe, if we believe what we believe, <laughs> and I say that we do, uh, then we believe that God created all life wherever there mm-hmm. might be life. So, the two ways that I would approach this question would be something like: um, Does does God um, does God or has God entered into relationship with these other life forms? Um, is is it something where like oh. the, he sent their own you know he sent an alien version of Jesus or whatever uh uh to these other planets or whatever um or or the other way to look at it is 
are we supposed to be evangelists to the entire universe, right? Is Are we as human beings, as the church, called to take the message of Jesus Christ to, to, Mars? The, to the stars? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? That got pretty trippy pretty fast, Jay. <laughs> I mean, that's the only... I gotta say, no, I do. That's what I was thinking. Like, well, and where are they if some similar plan is occurring for them where are they in the process yeah you know, like the way we understand how god's plan unfolded on earth is thousands of years of you're my chosen people and trying to work that out before that covenant gets extended to all of humanity yep and so you know sure they can fly through space but what if they're still back with abraham right you know right. that stage of the story yeah i that's see, and that's the question. Like, in is it our responsibility then, or is it our call to to take that message to them? And would they even receive it from somebody who is technologically inferior like we are? Uh, or, or maybe they don't even need it. Maybe humanity is the only one that needed Jesus. The rest of the people out there, the rest of the uh, created beings out there. What if they never messed up? Yeah, they never messed up. They're doing great. That's why they got all the technology. There's no sin in their universe. (laughs) That's right. In their galaxy. (laughs) How would this, how would you personally respond if... Yeah, like I said, E.T. walks off a ship tomorrow. It gets tough to figure out whether or not that experience can support our understanding of truth. What do you mean by that? Like, I'm trying to decide if there's something about that extraterrestrial life having their own understanding of God or not makes what I believe untrue? Like, could it invalidate it? What would it take? I mean, what 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 would it take to invalidate it? Like, what would have to happen? Hmm. You know, because faith is, is not something that requires validation. Generally speaking, faith is... Uh, faith right it's not mm-hmm. it's not something that needs proof or evidence in fact uh, if it has proof or evidence it's not really faith so I tend to believe that um, our faith is based upon the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit and if we think those things are real then well, they're real right? so it's not what, what it would take to invalidate it would be for the alien to show up and say no actually my great 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 grandfather was Jesus <laughs> And can actually prove that, <laughs> right? <laughs> that would pose a problem. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be problematic. Um, so, if, if that happened, though, what do you do with all the with all the the relationship that you've had up to this point? You know what I mean? Like, you know, well, okay. So, in a different route, let's just say, um, I had a youth pastor frame it this way one time, and I thought it was dumb, and I didn't like it, and I wish he hadn't done it, but he's got a point. <laughs> and that was Sounds like a youth pastor. <laughs> and that was um okay, so worst case scenario, this Christianity thing is all wrong. Yeah. Like it's just not true. Yeah. 
so what has that cost you? Well, if another religion is true, it might have cost you a great deal. <laughs> it could. But but at the same time, I got to be pretty satisfied with a life well lived. Yep. You know, I've been kind to everybody around me. Hopefully they've been kind back. You, you you've lived in peace and you've made life better for the people around you, the world better, hopefully for right. who's coming like even if who's coming is aliens to tell you that you've completely <laughs> misunderstood the whole meaning of the universe. Um, so, yeah, I guess even if they did say that, I would like to think, well, I lived the way that was yeah. right with my conscience. There was a, I'm trying to look over here, there was a theologian in the 17th or 18th century who put it like, basically said the same thing. Uh, he said, basically, you know, I'd rather... I'd rather spend my entire life following God and believing in God and find out that uh, it was wrong than living my life not believing in God and find out it was right. You know, basically, like, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to get to the end and, and, and uh, having, um, <laughs> having gone the wrong path there. But that you don't, like, like you just said, or like your youth pastor from the past said, uh, you don't have anything to lose if you, if you follow this. That being said... I think some people would say um I think some people would say that you do have a great deal to lose if it's not right. Uh just by kind of giving into this I missed out on a lot of sinning. <laughs> I know right, yeah. Oh, I could have been sinning. Well, well, okay. So, um There, there tends to be a big divide between. There tends to be a big divide between um, science and religion. Uh, I, I've seen this, and a lot of people have a problem with it. And some people don't. But when we're talking about aliens, and we're talking about the technology that it would take to to travel across the universe or whatever, which, by the way, probably not even possible based on what I've read and seen. Uh, it's not even really possible to go from planet to planet. It's just, it would take too much power, too many resources that just aren't available in, in all actuality. But, yet, well, ever, maybe. Because the kind of power it would take is, is, is insane. But, you know, wormholes and stuff, right? I mean, I like the idea of Star Trek, so I like to think that there are things that, that, that we're happen. doing now yeah. that 500 years ago they would have said, this is just not possible. It's not possible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we'll get a war. We split an atom and all this other crap oozed out. <laughs> That's like, true. What, true. What if we split that? <laughs> They're trying. They're trying. They're creating black holes over in France. So, um, but anyway, so to get to that kind of technological, in, in order to get to that technology, mm -hmm. you have to have a pretty firm understanding of science mm -hmm. and how science works. Do you think that uh, religion? Uh, particularly Christian faith that we have in any way uh, hampers that development. Do you, so do you, uh, my question is like, you, we, we want warp drives, right? We want to beam people up. Mm -hmm. Is being a Christian, is, is, is there a way in which being a Christian hampers us to getting to that level? See, I don't feel like it does because I, I think that uh, what, there are some technological advancements which I think make me feel a little uncomfortable, like we're playing God with some... Like a nuclear bomb? Or Splitting genes an and cloning and... 
thought you meant blue jeans. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, like trying to make life right. that gets a little weird, but um, in terms of just science for the sake of understanding how our world works, yeah, that's cool. But we 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 are not a we are not a people who just gain knowledge to figure out how things work. You know, there's always this. You know, you you have some scientists We're or some gaining who, knowledge to figure out how to weaponize yeah, it. Yeah, basically, well, how to make technology right? or how to make a dollar <laughs> off of it, right? So you know, like we're always trying to we're trying to use our our advancements in knowledge to advance our technology as well. Um, and uh, so you you talk about things like uh, cloning or genetic mm-hmm. genetic stuff that does that does bother me or worry me a little bit. Now that may not be unnecessary technology for traveling the stars but it is one way in which we what if that's how you make it there what if they're able to clone your body because it takes so long and they transfer your consciousness from one clone <laughs> body to the now next now we're talking like that's crazy stuff that's whole transferring of your consciousness thing i know can you actually they do that can you Picard. transfer your soul <laughs> can you transfer a soul this is one of the things about like uh like uh when when they beam up so or when they use the transporter. Uh, oh, yeah, there's definitely some Christian scientists opposed to that in the year 21. You have to be. You'd have to be because you think about how a transporter works. All it does is take your the pattern, right, your molecular pattern, mm-hmm. and it uses whatever material is wherever you're going to form, to form you back into a being, right? And the one, the person that's here, like say you're sitting right here and you're going to beam to the sanctuary, right? Mm-hmm. The person that's here gets destroyed, basically gets annihilated because all your matter gets re, like re-scattered mm-hmm. throughout the area. Your pattern is used to take matter that's over there in the sanctuary to recreate you. You die and are reborn. Mm-hmm. So how do you know that you're going to be the one that shows up? Like You're not. Like, well, and how does it how does put that all work your experiences back together? Yeah, right. Your, your consciousness, your memories, your soul. Can you transport a soul? But then you think about they also use that transporter for some medical achievements because they just replicate you without the parts that were bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think uh, I think you'd have to you'd have to give up on faith in order to use a transporter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how you would. Uh, how you'd be able to do that. But that could be, that's like the best part of technology. Like in that whole Star Trek world where I could like beam myself from Kennesaw to the church for work yeah. um, and not have to sit in the car for 45 minutes. But you're minutes. really not though. I think you're, you're killing yourself and then recreating yourself here. As long as my wife recognizes me when I get home. <laughs> All right, so you, but other than stuff like that, so that there's an ethical problem there, maybe. Yeah, but I'm feeling pretty good about science for understanding. Yeah, how we how we're living. I don't feel like the science has to be contradictory to believing in God. No, absolutely not. I think what we run into a problem is where people generally it's because of the Bible, right? Because it's people's approach to the Bible. The way that people read the Bible, mm. maybe it doesn't match up with the way that science says things work. And so that um, 
that causes a problem for people. I think this is very similar to, and maybe going back to what your mom said, if we needed to know about aliens or if aliens were out there, it would be in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so generally it's like, you know, the first chapter of Genesis where creation is seven days or whatever. People Mm -hmm. read that literally like it actually took place in seven days rather than as, uh, more of a liturgical, uh, analog, analogous or analogous, uh, liturgical, metaphorical, whatever story. Um, we'll see. So that would be an interesting thing about an encounter with, you know, an alien culture, would be what are their stories like yeah yeah like are they comparable or maybe it is a totally different story but the point's the same yeah that's what i would be fascinated about i mean i would want to know what their stories are yeah uh, where what their ethics are yeah yeah Um, i have the feeling that if an alien so when we talk about aliens um extraterrestrials however you want to say it uh coming to earth more often than not we talk about it in terms of them coming to invade us or take our resources or something like that like independence day right oh yeah see and i'm stuck on vulcans yeah okay that's first contact well see uh, that's exactly right so that's what i was going to say i think any any contact with aliens that we had would be more like that than it would be um an invasion force and I, i say that because in order to have the kind of technology that you would need to come this far to get to this planet You'd have to also have reason and logic. You'd have to have um, a a level of self-awareness and ethical behavior. And those kinds of things demand um, that you treat other other rational, uh, intelligent beings with respect. Now, granted... We we have not done that, right? Even when we go to uh, new worlds, when we go to new continents, right? Or we go wherever. Where we show up, we, we try to do what we can. But I would hope that having gone that far down the road, that reason and rationality would win out. But, you know, I, even as I'm saying this, I realize that's probably not the case. So <laughs> I say all that to say um, when when we talk about aliens coming to visit us or when we talk about encountering aliens or first contact, we talk about Vulcans or we talk about Independence Day, uh, that kind of logic and rationality that I think would be demanded in order to get that far sometimes also comes in conflict with faith. So I'm, I'm curious as to what kind of faith, you know, an alien species would have, if they would have any at all. Well, you think that they've got to have a certain level of cooperation as a species to get ahead. Well, that is an interesting thing that I took for granted in Star Trek is that all those species that are um, traveling stars had a one planet government. Right. Um, right. So, uh, so yeah, say more. What do you mean by that? For the most part, except for like the Klingons, which were split into factions. Yeah. And that was, you know, the communists. So they were not to be trusted. Right. Right. The the successful planets had one world government. They all were united together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that I think that that would be one of the repercussions I would hope of actually making contact with an alien race is that it would bring us together as earthlings, right? We all well, uh, now I, we've got, you know, we can all agree this is bad news. You're right. Or or we could <laughs> Well, that's probably what would happen. You're right. Uh <laughs> 
or we just you not you, you know come together because we realize that we need to uh, in order to in order to have you really watched, accomplish the kind of things that they accomplish. Have you watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I have, yeah. So I finished it this weekend. Okay. And it raises kind of a similar question that's really interesting. Um, Keep going. Well, I feel like I'm going to... Spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you alert. haven't watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier... And you don't want to know. And you don't want to know. now. But this whole terrorist group that gets labeled as a terrorist group because yep. their move was that they wanted... It was what they kept saying, one world, one people... One world, one people. Right, and their whole point was, hey, after the blip in the MCU, mm-hmm. um, you know, government borders didn't matter anymore. Everybody's just trying to yeah. put their life back together after half the population disappeared. And then as soon as the everybody comes back into existence, all those old divides pop back up. Yep. And so, you know, you're in that place where you've got a complicated bad guy where... They're trying to put things back to how it was right. because of the elements of it that they liked, not because, yay, we were better off with half the people, but because we were cooperating and everybody was getting along. Right, right. And now they've got to get kicked out of their old lives, uh, their old mm-hmm. new lives because the old people showed up, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, honestly, it would take something like that catastrophic uh, here on Earth in order to bring people together like that. That's a kind of maybe a pessimistic way to think about it, but yeah. But is if uh, alien, half the people on the planet disappeared? I think we'd come to people would come together. Is right? an alien visit the thing that does it, or is an alien invasion the thing that? Does I guess it? it would have to. Be, I think it would be more like an invasion, right? It had to be an invasion. I think more than a than a than just a visit. We're not pointing our nukes at each other anymore. We're pointing them at space. Yeah. I don't know that that's pessimistic to think about, but I think that. I think that's probably true, but I also don't know if there was an alien invasion. I don't, it's not very realistic to think that we could withstand it, right? Or that we could be successful. Uh, if they've got the power to get all the way over here uh, and, and show up here, that's that kind of technology. Like, we're gonna need more than nukes. But I mean, <laughs> are they bulletproof? I don't know, but I'm sure. I don't know. You're right. I don't as know. soon as they set foot in the mountains of North Georgia, we find them <laughs> out. <laughs> so there's an episode of Star Trek Next Generation where, um, where, so, all right, so for uh, we're going to nerd out a little bit here on Star okay. Trek for just a okay, second. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so the the Starfleet, Star Trek, United Federation of Planets, they have got this prime directive where it says, basically, we don't interfere with life. Uh, we don't interfere with the natural course of, of, of life. pre-warp civilizations. Of pre-warp civilizations, right? right? But once a civilization gets the ability to uh, travel. warp, travel to stars, that's when they make first contact. That's what the Vulcans did with us, right? Yep, yep. And now... Uh, there's an episode of Star Trek Next Generation where there's a there's a there's a planet that's about to achieve this. They're about to they're about to go to warp or they're about to travel to the stars, go to light speed for the first time. And so the the Enterprise is sent there to to perhaps make first, make first contact. contact, but they're not quite sure yet if they're ready for it or not. Mm-hmm. And so they send down like Captain like Commander Riker. And a few other people disguised, have an away team to yeah, check out the disguised as them, 
uh, disguised as this alien race in order to just interact with them and see how how they might respond. And there's one scientist that they end up revealing themselves to because Riker gets hurt or something like that. And so they find out that this guy is not yeah. one of us. Your like, guts what don't is look going right. On? And so the, it starts to spread around, you know, the, the, the city council or whatever, the government, that uh, there's an alien here or whatever. And it's because we're talking about going to warp or whatever. Anyway, the I bring all that up to say there are people on that planet that were very much against, uh, very much against the idea of making contact with aliens, and there were some who were very much embraceable, like that wanted mm-hmm. to embrace it. Do you remember the episode I'm talking about? I kind of do. I feel like I kind of do, but yeah. Um, it, it turns out that uh, the president of this planet or whatever decides that they're not ready, and so. Asks Captain Picard not to do it and to leave because they're not they're not gonna, they're not ready to make contact yet. Um, so the scientists, the the one of their planet scientists goes with the Enterprise. But uh, oh, by the way, spoiler alert! If you're ever gonna watch this episode, <laughs> I think that we're probably safe when it's been out since yeah, thirty years, nineteen ninety three. Um, I, I think so. My question, I guess, for us though, is you know, I, if there were gonna be an alien. Um, contact. I, I think that's probably the way that it would happen, like uh, some kind of infiltration of society, right? And and gathering information and, and trying well, to figure see, out how we were going to respond. And I'm just curious as to how we as Christians would would accept that kind of infiltration. I mean, if they're going to be cool, that's one thing. <laughs> but like I said. <laughs> we'll find out if you bulletproof. That's funny. I mean, well, and we tend to think about those things in terms of a more advanced life getting to us. What if we eventually are the more advanced life going somewhere else? You know, I mean, I think just about the things we take for granted. Well, first of all, in Star Trek, everything is bipedal and has a nose. Like... So, what what weirdos are we going to find if there is something else out there? And how weird are we going to look to them? Like, what if we're just going to be disgusting because we've got hair? Right, right. Um, so go back to I want to go back to the what you said a minute ago. What happens if we're the ones that are just, mm-hmm. that we go out and discover something? I've never even thought about it. From and that are we going to go out? And are we going to be cool? Like, are we going to just be like greetings in the name of Jesus Christ? <laughs> Oh, by the way, he's this really cool guy we want to introduce you to. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I, I, based on our track record, probably not. Or are we going to be like, mm, so here's the smallpox blankets. <laughs> like, We hope you stay warm. Because I guess that same thing could happen, right? We wind I up mean, going that, somewhere, spreading exactly, the disease. And, that's exactly what happened uh, in a lot of ways. <laughs> um. I don't know. There's a part of me that feels like we do have enough problems going on with our known universe that we don't need an unknown universe entering into the equation. That's true. That's very true. So there's there's a movie that we're doing for um, for the Faith and Film series that we're doing right now called Contact. Have you ever seen it? I have never seen Contact. It's a really, uh, really good movie, and um, it's got Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey in it. What is that like? Late nineties? Yeah, like nineteen ninety 
seven, maybe. Okay. Matthew McConaughey. I really should watch it. I should. I didn't have time. When you told me that, I was like, I ought to check that out. But, uh, Well, anyway, so Jodie Foster's a scientist, and she's trying to figure out. Uh, she she works for SETI, right? The Search for yep. Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And uh, so they pick up a signal or whatever, and so she's she's uh, trying to figure out what that's all about. And I'm, I won't give away the movie. You should actually watch it. But uh, Matthew McConaughey plays this kind of religious figure who uh, is kind of a priest or a pastor of some kind. And so he is in kind of a romantic situation with Jodie Foster, who's a scientist and doesn't really mm-hmm. believe in God and doesn't have that. And they're trying to figure out the part of the part of the message that they get from outer space is is this kind of blueprint on a ship, on on to build a ship, and, um, oh. and so somebody's got to get in this thing and get sent somewhere, right? So they're trying to figure out who to send, and of course Jodie Foster's like, "You should send me because I am, you know, the person who discovered it, right?" Mm-hmm. But there's other people who may be more qualified or whatever. And so they go go in front of this board. They go in front of this panel of people who are going to pick who goes. And so they're all interviewing. And one of the questions that Matthew McConaughey's character asks, he's on this on this panel, is like, he's, like, do you believe in God? You know. Um, and Jodie Foster, uh, his character is like, ah, you know, I respect all religions. Faith is great, uh, but I don't really see that that's relevant for uh, this mission. Like, why would that? Why would that matter? And Matthew McConaughey is basically like, well, like 90% of the people on this planet believe in God, you know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so uh, to, be a, to be a true representative of Earth, you know, that would be an essential part of, of what it means to, uh, to represent us. Um, and, of course, that's not all Christian faith or whatever, but it does seem to me that faith is... is a big piece of who we are, right? As human mm. beings, right? It's a big piece of who we are. Uh, and, and I know plenty of scientists and, and people of, of that ilk who are even more convinced to believe by their science rather than that being in a conflict. Um, it's such a big, big part of who we are. I, I don't know that, I, I wonder how we would communicate that to another intelligent life or how how because it's so hard for like it's so hard for you and me to communicate our faith to one another sometimes how would it be talking to a whole different whole different background whole different stories you know whatever they have faith in whatever their belief might be or if they do or don't you know i I don't even know well but that i think that is the cool thing about some of this science fiction is that what it does well is it makes us ask those questions in this bizarre scenario and what it's really driving towards is how do you do it in your regular life yeah i mean there are missionaries who are doing that that's right in cultures that they don't speak the language they don't know the customs they might actually be a follow-up missionary after the first one got eaten like <laughs> you know they're they're that's a very real that's true right here on our planet so you don't have to go to the stars no but you do what we are tending to find like you said it's such a part of who we are that people have a belief system yeah it's just a matter of what powers it yeah 
there's this island off the coast of India. I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but the people that live on that island are Stone Age mm-hmm. people, and they haven't changed in 60,000 years. They've been on that island for 60,000 years, and they kill everybody who shows up, right? They just straight up kill. There was a missionary. Yeah. I bring that up because a, a guy, a missionary, went there because he was going to save them, yeah. and they straight up killed him and yeah. just dropped his body on the beach. <laughs> I saw, yeah. No, I did. And that's... uh. That's like going in a whole new world right there. I mean, that's, that's not that's not a <laughs> that's not that's not in the stars. That's right there off the coast of India. Was it y'all are doing ET in this thing? Yeah, we just did ET actually. So one of the reasons why I probably haven't seen Contact is that as much as I love Star Trek, it's a real different angle on aliens versus like an et or predator or close encounters or body snatchers or yeah you know and and one of my recurring nightmare scenarios like i don't know have you have you ever had a dream that just kind of comes up over and over again yeah yeah yeah. um the one for me is that like there's something in the dark and i don't know what it is right yeah and i have literally like thrown punches and screamed in my sleep And so I tend to stay away from stuff that's going <laughs> to reinforce that. Right, right. Um, Whereas, like you were saying in Star Trek, all the aliens are humanoids. You know, right, like, like yeah. But sense. even, like, gosh, signs, you know. Oh, yeah, we're doing that movie Signs too. when they had uh, the, like, he's looking at the butcher knife under the door and he can see the thing, like, crawling. Like, two weeks later, I had a nightmare that I was punching yes. something in the dark. Oh, um, we're doing that movie. Next week, yeah. Right? Et Et scared the crap out of me as a kid. I just showed that to Kiefer this weekend. Yeah, and I don't. She was, she was kind of scared. I guess at first, she's six, right? She was ready for Et. I mean, Et. I think I saw it at four. She was maybe five. Like devastated when Et died. Oh, it was. She was devastated. I, I no, forgot I, that feeling, but that's exactly how I felt too. I was scared of Et. Like I would check all sides of the bed before going to sleep. <laughs> we're just waiting on that damn finger to creep up. Ouch. Oh no. It was it <laughs> creeped me out. There, uh... My wife knows that too. Every now and then she'll look at me and be like, Oh no. I'm like <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, uh I was scared of the government guys in that movie, like the NASA yeah. astronauts who show up. That oh, was that was another part. layer. Well, when they had everybody running through those white tubes and yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. And about that same time, what was it? Flight of the Navigator. Yes, I love that movie. And I don't even really remember that much about it. Gosh, they were really that the eighties were all movie. about aliens, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They were. Mac and me. Yeah, Mac and me. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> when you show me that clip from. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was like the Coca-Cola version of E.T. or something like that. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Mac and me. I forgot all about that movie. Yeah, there were a bunch of alien encounters. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what's coming next. But until they declare that, I'm going with Russians. <laughs> yeah. Or Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda. I bet. I bet Wakanda. I bet they've got Wakanda forever spaceships that can do that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and that's that's so. I, it's going to be really interesting to find out. Um, I I hope that they. Who knows if we'll ever figure anything out? But figure out what this stuff is that we've been seeing. Some of it, some of it can be explained away. And some well, of if it, nothing else, I think it challenges you 
when you have taken it for granted that you just can't do it, but then you see it done, yeah, it makes you start to, okay, well, let's do the research to figure out how you could actually do it. And right. so in some ways, I think that's progress. So there's, I don't, have you seen these, these videos? The videos of the, of the UABs or UFOs or whatever? See, they'll show them, like, clips of them on the news, but you really can't see anything. You just kind of yeah. see a white dot on this. Like, what resolution are these And they're all, like, in infrared, using? right? None of them are, like, clear pictures Yeah, or no. So, so it doesn't look like It doesn't look like anything. really anything, right? There's a guy on the internet who, if there's, that, there's the one that shows, like, the white dot going across the water, and it's going really mm-hmm. fast. Uh, and so this guy's like, well, if you take a look at, if you take all the measurables... From the from the from the stats on the screen there from the instruments or whatever he's like I can do exa- I can make this happen like by just showing a balloon float across the water and it makes it look like it's going fast because it's the background is going fast mm-hmm. but it's really not moving that quickly right uh, so okay. like this could be anything but the it, it it I don't know hopefully this report that is coming out later I guess it's coming out this week twenty seventh is what I heard hopefully it'll shine some light on the on the issue i doubt i doubt it's aliens all right nick well unless uh unless we get invaded uh we'll we'll do another podcast next week and uh thanks for being here man my pleasure good to be back it's good to be back Northside. it's good to be back it's good to hear you guys uh i can't really can't hear you guys it's good to talk to you guys it's good to be here with you guys Yeah, come to church we want to see you in come person to church we want to see you in person that would be fantastic we'll see you guys next week